Welcome to Entertainment Source Interviews. This podcast covers interviews with people of interest, including celebrities and celebrity profiles. I am your host, Mary Jensen. On this episode, I will talk with Nashville-based singer-songwriter Sarah Potenza. With her powerhouse voice and thought-provoking lyrics, Potenza tells it like it is. She is a must-see, but don't take my word for it. See what the artist herself has to say in this episode of Entertainment Source Interviews. From Entertainment Source Magazine. How are you? Good. How are you, Mary? I'm good. Um, All right. Well, let's do it. All right. Yeah. Is it okay if I record this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it. obviously the easiest way to do this. Yeah. I always just like to ask anyway. I know. Sometimes people write stuff down, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's taking forever. Got to I have to talk. I'll just talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to get all the quotes right and everything, I don't Absolutely. trust just trying Absolutely. to write down. I don't know shorthand, so. And I'm also actually thinking of starting a podcast and putting my interviews on that, too, if that's okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Okay, so let's see. Um, the first thing I have is to, um, if you could tell me about your career leading up to The Voice. Leading up to, um, I mean, it's, I had a band called Sarah and the Tall Boys for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. We traveled all around the country. We worked really, really hard. Um, that band never really broke. And I moved to Nashville from Chicago. And when I got to Nashville, I, um, eventually Sarah and the Tall Boys broke up and I ended up starting my own thing, just Sarah pretends up. Writing my songs with my husband Ian Crossman, and we um, we traveled around and did some playing too. But it was kind of like we were going to rebuild, and then the voice came along and asked me if I would audition, and it was like boom. So, so they asked you to audition. They they yeah, contacted so you. I had actually auditioned for the show like three times, but I never got chosen. And then they saw me on YouTube, and they put my number into or my name into their database. To see if they had um, my phone number, like if I had ever auditioned before. I guess that's what they do. And they had my phone number. So they called me up and was like, we saw that you auditioned these times and we didn't, we don't, we were sorry we didn't pick you, but we want you to come to the Blind Audition South. Oh, wow. That's cool, huh? So it just, you never know. Girl, you never know. Right. And do do everything. Mm hmm. And maybe for some reason, you know, it wasn't the right time for you to be on that. You, you, who knows? Right. Who knows? Yeah. That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, because I do have, um, I, you know, I listened to some of your music when you were with the Tall Boys, too. So I was going to ask you, how, how did you go from Sarah and the Tall Boys to your current band? So you kind of explained that yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so then you did some stuff on your own with, with your husband. Yeah, we've been doing, I mean, that's what we do now. Yep. A lot, um, of touring together as a duo because it's really fun. We get to see the country together and play our music and we, as two people, we get paid enough to like make a living, you know, as like a four or five piece band, that would be very difficult. That's great. Yeah. As yeah. I, yeah, so I mean, doing something you love for a living, that's, if you can do that, that's amazing. I know, crazy. <laughs> so, 
And um, Shiny was the new debut album for the Tall Boys. And it gained, that gained interest nationwide though, right? Yeah, I mean, people liked it and we had lots of fans, but it just never really broke big enough to be like life-changing, like something like The Voice or like my new music. Mm-hmm, yeah. And um, that was a collection of original songs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all my albums are collections of original songs. Okay. And so did you write them all, or you and your husband, or? Mostly, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, too. Like, I just, like, I'm a writer, but to, like, write a song, I guess, I, you know, I really don't know how to go know, about it's that. It's just something that, like, you want to do. It's like a puzzle you want to figure out. Either you want to do it or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but when you want to do it, it it's nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Now, um, do you have like siblings? Uh, do you have any other music? I do. In your I have family? Um, two brothers. I'm the middle child. And uh, they don't play music. Oh, They're, they like, don't. Very serious. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, what about like any other musicians in your family? Do you have so any? So on my dad's side, the Potenza side, there's um, a lot of musicians, um, and. Um, I don't know, my mom also sings, so I don't know if I get it from my mom or my dad, or maybe both. I, I don't know. Oh, your mother sings, huh? Because mm-hmm. I, I met her on the cruise, and then, I don't know if you remember, I, I saw you um in Rhode Island at um Chan's. But, uh, that's right, I do remember Yeah, because we chatted for a little while, and then... Um, yeah, I can't, yeah, now that you're saying that, I, I remember. Yeah, me, it's so hard sometimes because we're all over the place. Like, I'm in Washington, D.C. right now. And, like, we're all over the place all the time. And I, I'm always, like, I meet so many people, it's hard to remember. Yeah. But I, I always try to, like, do every interview or everything because it's, it's, uh, it's I'm just an opportunity for people to know who you are and learn about your music. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know if you'd remember because, yeah, I'm sure you meet a ton of people and talk to a lot of people. Oh, yeah, it's very overwhelming. Um, but... Did you, are you married, may I ask? No. Um, okay, I was going to say, what I always compare it to is, like, it's the day of your wedding. It's just that you can't, but that's, like, every day for me. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, so many people are trying to talk to you, and you can't quite, like, your brain can't, like, hold all that information. Mm-hmm. So you, like, take people's cards and their info and try to get back to him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, cause I, I remember seeing your mother that night too. And you know, she wrecked, cause we hung out like on the same deck on through, the cruise, throughout sure. the whole yeah, cruise. Oh God. Deck 13. I heard about this. Yeah. Deck 13. Yep. And now was that your aunt that was with her? Yeah. All my aunts went, like my mom gathered like a whole group of my aunts and they were all together. Yeah. They, they just had like such a blast. I think there was like six of them. Yeah, they were fun. Cousins and stuff like that. Yeah. You so, know, Rhode Island is very like New England. Like everyone that's your mom's friend is your aunt, and you know, or yeah. cousin you call aunt because you're mm-hmm. Italian. So. Yeah, and now are they going on the cruise again? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I actually have no idea. I mean, it's next year, so I I haven't heard anything about doing it again but hopefully we'll get to do it again either next year or the year after or yeah i hope i mean i think we were a big hit and you know yeah you you were to get to do that again it was such a such a fun time Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i know she's still going to be adding a ton of artists so hopefully she she contacts you because yeah that'd be awesome now i 
you how was it growing up in your family like um you had a big italian family right did you oh my god yes very loud super fun loud big sunday dinners we used to do skits and plays and things we would make up songs like just very loud very fun everything yeah and you're still really close now correct oh my god yeah of course you have to be yeah yeah, because I remember I had asked you, I said, next time you're in Rhode Island, maybe we can get together and do an interview. And you said, nope, phone interview, because when I'm in Rhode Island, I'm oh my visiting God, my can't. family. It's insane. You have no <laughs> idea. Like, the, the, when I'm there, I, they, they, are, they have every minute plan out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good, though, because you, I'm glad that you, you're doing it that way, too. You know, yeah. I wouldn't want to take away from well, that you anyway. Have to, you know? So what is a typical day like for you now, like with your, when you're touring and stuff? Um, I typically, um, you know, I'll wake up in my hotel and the night before we'll decide, Hey, this is how many miles we have to drive tomorrow. This is what time we have to be at the venue. This is the situation tomorrow. So let's figure out, okay, we're three and a half hours, four hours away from wherever. And so we got to get up at this time and get out of the hotel at this time. I typically wake up. We have coffee in the hotel. We have a little French press because I like good coffee, but I want my coffee right away. I hate, like, getting dressed, getting out of the hotel, having to go find a Starbucks or something. Like, I can't. I'll be crazy by then. I need the coffee right away. So my husband typically makes coffee. We wake up with coffee, and then we get out of the hotel. Sometimes we eat breakfast in the hotel if we're going to go fast and we're on a budget we'll just eat peanut butter and jelly and that's breakfast because we know we're going to go out for dinner or whatever mm-hmm. and then we'll drive usually like three or four hours my husband does most of the driving um i do like maybe like i don't know a quarter or a third of the driving at most i spend a lot of time in the van on my computer working on replying to emails or working on songs right now I'm writing book um writing uh, emailing about club gigs and setting up tour dates and stuff like that and then we'll get to the next town or city and then we'll go to the hotel first you know get dressed up and and go to the show and bring us stuff in there and set up and make you know, do the sound check and everything. And then we'll leave and go eat dinner and come back and play a concert. And then people will hang out and talk and have drinks and buy CDs and stuff, which is amazing. And then I come back to the hotel and take a shower, get all that makeup off and just watch Mm -hmm. the Golden Girls on TV. Oh, the Golden Girls. Yeah. It's pretty typical. That's pretty much when we're working. That's pretty much like every day. So when you're not working or watching the Golden Girls, what do you enjoy doing? Um, I love hanging out with my cats. I love cats. Um, I actually volunteer for the Nashville Cat Rescue. Um, we bring cats from the shelter to the vet. And then from the vet, after they get everything cleaned up and taken care of, they go to the pet stores, the adoption centers. And since I have my tour van, I um, volunteer and will go to the vet and bring them to the adoption centers and put them up for adoption. So I'll typically do that. Um, and there's usually like 12 cats or so in the cages mm-hmm. in my car, um, screaming cause they're cats, you know, <laughs> and they hate being in the car. Yep. Um, I like to do my nails. I like to watch TV. I like to shop. I love to go online and shop. I like 
um, cooking. I like, mostly I like when my husband cooks for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hanging out with my friends. Going to the movies. I love the movies. What kind of movies do you like? Like, um, I like comedies, mostly comedies and romantic comedies. And I like some sci-fi that's like, I like Star Wars. I like the Lord of the Rings movies. I don't like anything too scary. Like, I don't like thrillers. Mm-hmm. I like drama. But, like, I don't like, like, a horror movie. I won't go see that. Yeah, I used to love them. But now the world's too horror on its own, so. I know. <laughs> it kind it's of freaks me out. It makes me too. It's too... I can't deal with, like, the extra amount of dread or the adrenaline because everything's too much right now as is, you know? So it's like, I'm good with that. I just want to watch, like, Crazy Rich Asians and space out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all the Christmas movies, so. (laughs) Me too. We're going to go to Star Wars. I'm super excited. I'm going to go to Los Angeles and visit with my brother, and we're going to go to Star Wars. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed, um, now your debut album was um, Monster, right? Yeah. And that was Snacks Records? Yeah, yeah, that's my record. <laughs> oh, is it? Your, so that's yeah. your label. Yeah, I've actually never had like a real record deal. Um, the record industry is in such free fall. It's very difficult to not only get a record deal, but even if you do, what are they doing for you? I don't mm-hmm. even know. It's just such a free fall. It's not like it used to be where, like in the 90s, like when I used to work at a record store, if people wanted music, they would go and buy music. That's where you discovered music. That's where you went to get the new whatever album, you know? Now everything's so digital and you can do it all yourself. And, you know, if the right record label came along, that'd be outstanding. Mm-hmm. But... um opportunity has just never surfaced and I didn't want to wait so I just put out my own music yeah actually I should say my fans put out my music for me because I've done Kickstarter and that's what's funded this record label and funded um me being able to make these albums and put them out so my fans are incredible they are just I can't even tell you how incredible they are yeah, I mean, it's so different now than it used to be. Uh, I mean, and it's great that they have things like Kickstarter and Patreon and stuff. Because I know now, like, you know, so much is different. Like, people can just download your music off the computer. You don't get as much money as, you, you get, know. I mean, you really don't. Like, I will say iTunes, I probably get. So when I sell a CD in person, I sell it for $20. Now, I know the $20 is high, but I used to pay $18 for a CD in the 90s. So I say, listen, I'm not going to do this $10 thing. I've worked very hard. It's taken, I'm here on a thousand miles from my house. I'm here to sign the CD. I'm here to meet you. I'm going to sell you this CD for $20 because that's what pays my rent and pays for me to be here and buys me the coffee and the peanut butter and jelly and the hotel rooms and all that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And, but when I sell music on iTunes, I get, you know, like for an album that I would get $20 for in person, I might get $4 for. So, like, after, like, they take all their fees and everything, it's very difficult to make a living in a, this climate because everything's digital yeah. and everybody wants everything for free. They feel entitled to it. And I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I have a Netflix subscription, a Hulu subscription. Like, we don't, you know, obviously don't pay what people used to pay to go to the movies. Like, if you could just rent a movie online. But here's the thing. Those companies are able to pay people 
because they get uh, sponsors and stuff, those ads. I can't put an ad on my CD, so I don't make anything from iTunes. So it's very, the music business has been, it's, it's been very, very hard on the music business in a way that is, it's just it really, really, uh, it's really a crazy time. So we really depend on our fans when it comes to Kickstarters and Patreons and, you know, um, and all that stuff and depend on them to come to the concerts and pay to get into the concerts and buy mm-hmm. merchandise. It's really, really, really important to us. It's what keeps us able to be artists. Otherwise, we would have to work 40 hours a week and we couldn't make the songs that you love. We just we couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people just don't know that, you know, because I didn't even realize that until I interviewed Flight of Fire a little while back and they were saying like the same sort of thing that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And since then, like, you know, like when we went to see you in Rhode Island, we bought your CD there. Uh, yeah. You know, I said we could go home and download it, but I want her to have the money. I want, you know, yeah. you just like you were just saying, you deserve to get the money for that rather than giving some of it to, you know. But it's so hard to be in a system <clears throat> where people are like, I could download it mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you the money because then what do they even do with the CD? I mean, I guess you sign it and they like, yeah, I have that because I, I have a bunch of signed CDs from people like, that I love and yeah but at the same time it's like it's just very strange system I think we might print vinyl for our one year anniversary of this Road to Rome album release oh cool because I love the cover and people really ask for vinyl all the time yeah people like to keep that collected with yeah yeah because you just don't see that much you know you don't that's a great idea yeah and then um so and then Road to Rome came out not too long ago, right? Wasn't yeah. that shortly before the cruise or around the cruise? Right, right around the cruise time, yeah. Yeah. So in, in this song, Diamond, tell me about the song's inspiration, in, ugh, <laughs> inspiration message and about the video. Well, the song's inspiration was, you know, I thought about where I'd come from and not just how far I'd come, but where I'd come from thinking about myself um, as a teenager and all the things and ways that I tried to fit in and didn't and tried to, you know, the, the way that you try to like make yourself smaller in every way to kind of fit in. Like I've always felt that way, not just physically, but emotionally and my personality, everything. As a teenager, I've always I've had this huge presence and that's very scary to teenage boys. (laughs) And so, um, that was really hard for me. And in a lot of ways I didn't like myself because of it and wished that I could be more like other people and more like these other girls that seem to always laugh at the boys jokes and be quiet and know how to kind of turn it on and off. Because see, as a guy, you don't see that. But as a woman, you see your friends, behave differently around boys when you're a teenager and you can see how they can like morph themselves and change themselves to be acceptable or to be like attractive in a way and I've never been able to like get away with that and when I was a kid I hated that about myself and then to come full circle and to love these things about myself and to celebrate these things that I once hated that was kind of the inspiration for the song Mm -hmm. and I had seen pretty big movement the dance troupe on facebook i had made a video for monster the song 
in 2016. And right after I made that video, I saw a Facebook video that went viral that was the, the leader of this big, pretty big movement dance troupe talking about how she went to Los Angeles, she danced in a Beyonce video, she danced in this, that, for Salt and Pepper, all these people, and how nobody, no agents would represent her because of her size. And so she started her own dance troupe for big girls. And I just thought what she had to say was so cool, and I loved their dancing. I thought, man, I would love to have these girls have had them in my music video. I'm going to contact them next time. So once I had the song, the first thing I did was just reach out to them on Instagram and say, hey, listen, I have this track and I would like to hire you to perform in my music video. If the song resonates with you and it's something you would like to do, please contact me. And we talked that night and we just hit it off. And the next thing I know, they were filming the music video with me. Oh wow, that was cool, huh? Yeah, yeah I, so I loved the know. video. Yeah. Imagine doing something in your mind and then it happens. You're like, holy shit, I and, did that. <laughs> yeah, and that quickly too. Like you said, you contacted them and then you were just you know talking that yeah, night. Yeah, you never know. You know, you always think like people are gonna be busy or they're not gonna care, and sometimes they don't, and that's the truth. But sometimes they they're, they're busy, but sometimes um, you'd be surprised how many people wanna collaborate and make art with you and do something cool with you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just never give up, and when you find the right person, it's going to happen yeah. quickly. Bingo. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, now, Worthy. Oh, my God, I love that song. Thank you I, so much. I mean, That I, is, like, my favorite song to sing. Yeah, I think that's, like, it's one of my favorite songs off the album. You, you know, I mean, the whole album is great. But and, isn't that just, like, the exclamation on the album like it's just like the most perfect yeah because i mean like it was the perfect fit and i didn't it's the only song on the album i didn't write yeah i was just gonna ask you about that that was uh written and given to you by mary gothier yeah so she um she is this incredible writer and we became friends and um, we met at a music festival years and years ago and um she sent a song to um my producer room was like, I think that this song would just be perfect for Sarah to consider for her album. And this was years ago before we were like really, really close, like uh, closer friends. This was like, I don't know, maybe in like 28, it's 17. And the song just became like such an anthem for me. And the way that she performs it is very straight. It's very country. And I, I, when I went to make this album, I was like, this is a, one song that I didn't write that I know I want to deliver with this collection of songs. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of got into like how to deliver this my way. And um, I was watching Aretha Franklin on YouTube. Sometimes I'll just put somebody in and let it play, you know. And um, she was doing Carol King's Natural Woman. And just the way that song swung and the movement and the feel of it. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I have to do with this song. And so I went to my producer, Jordan, and was like, this is the idea that I had. Can we present this kind of country song in this soul way? And that's what we did. Yeah, I mean, that is like such a perfect song for that album, because Isn't I mean, it? the it whole like album the is perfect. Yeah, it couldn't be any more perfect. Now, um, the the album title road to rome how did that come about 
um, I was very inspired by like this Beyonce, like she sings a song Walk on Water, that she does this duet with Eminem. I know that's crazy, but I get really inspired by all kinds of things. And I just thought, oh, this would be such a cool opening mm-hmm. to the album to have something slow like this that is just vocal and it would just be the opening. It ended up being the last song on the album, but um, the, the, the inspiration for Road to Rome is, um, you know, all the things you've been through and you might think you made like all these wrong choices. But the thing is, is that forward is always the right direction and every road leads to Rome. So I had read uh, Bethany Frankel. She's like a, she has that skinny girl Mar- martini. She was one of the housewives, like, I don't remember what reality show she, and she was also, oh my God, she was on The Apprentice. Anyway, she's very self-made and she has this book and it's got like all these chapters and one of them is Road to Rome. It's about how all roads lead to Rome and you can spend all this time like contemplating and thinking about all these things in life and like have this kind of like doubt and shame and all this stuff about all your mistakes or you can just know that like keep going and you're going to just get you're going to get to where you want to be mm-hmm. and then all that all that it's just the right time everything will happen you know mm-hmm. well that kind of leads me to like the next question if there's anything in your career thus far that you would do differently or well you- <laughs> there's a lot of things but um I can't dwell on those because, you know, there's nothing I can do differently about it. I would have gotten started earlier. I would have probably, yeah, I just probably would have started earlier. I didn't start until I was like around 28 years old. And, you know, I think a lot of people that I see are like, they started this business when they were like 16, you know. Um, So that might have been one thing. But I didn't know this is what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to sing. But I didn't know that this was like an option. So, but I, but I, you know, it can be easy to get depressed and think about all those things, but I'm just trying to keep moving forward and making the best choices I can every day and trying to see things for what they are. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I love about you too. And, and, you know, that comes out in the, in the album too, um, that you just, you're positive and you know how you think and everything and and that's important too to to move forward and be oh my successful God, it's so important it's so so important it's a, such a huge difference because i do struggle with depression very bad like a lot of people do and it's super important to try to like stay positive because that's when all these amazing things will happen to you mm-hmm. and you can get really caught in this rut because this world is not fair and it's very difficult and so trying to stay out of that rut is really important yeah. And if that means you can't focus on what you should have done better, then you just can't. Right. And and um, that's like you're watching the comedies, too, instead of, you know, uh, the horror movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, exactly. you know, really can affect exactly. your mood and stuff, too. Now, how did you get started, actually? Um, Like doing what I do now or like singing? Like singing, like like at the beginning, like when did oh, you I, realize that's I, what you it wanted? It was just always something that I loved. Even when I was a little kid, I loved Bette Midler and I loved Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and the Almond Brothers. My parents used to have Joe Cocker's albums. Like I just listened to music and I just love. I just loved to sing. It was just it's just such a release for me and it's just 
what made me me. And that's what made me always be glad that I was me instead of somebody else. And then how did that like transition into like, you know, getting like the, you know, the band together at first, like the tall boys and. Um, um, I don't know. I just was driven to do it after a certain amount of time. I was, I had been in musical theater and, um, that wasn't like where my heart was. I really loved singing, but I just, at the time, I didn't want to play somebody else on stage. I wanted to play myself. And I got really into like songwriters like Lucinda Williams and Gillian Welsh. And kind of got into like Americana back in like the late nineties, like mid two thousands. And that like really drove me to like want to play guitar and be in Nashville to ultimately start a band. Mm-hmm. Did you ever take any training, like vocal training or anything? Not really. I mean, like, I have taken a few voice lessons here and there, but a lot of it is self-taught. Um, I mean, I did go to school, and, like, in high school, I learned a lot from my music teacher. Um, he was fantastic, and learning how to sing, and the voice actually have a, had a vocal coach for us aside from just our coaches and she was really really amazing oh cool but, yeah but a lot of it is self-taught almost all of it Mm-hmm. that's cool yeah um, and, yeah and you know i didn't know and maybe some of the listeners didn't know either that they actually had like a voice coach which yeah, makes sense it's, it's really you know cool. they have a voice coach that does voice lessons with you every week and helps teach you your songs and stuff it's really really cool she's really great and it was very very helpful yeah, that totally makes sense. I, you know, I just never really realized that. Yeah. Now, now Justin, he played that plays keyboards for you. Um, is he? How did he come into the picture? So, the Six Man Cruise guys do another a bunch of other cruises, a ton of them actually. Mm-hmm. But they're very. They do this other one called the Rock Boat, and on that one they have what's called Six Man Sessions, which is like um, they actually record like a whole album of original music. They they take like ten people and they they invite them to be to come on the ship and like write songs together and they'll do co writes every day, like two different co writes. And then they do those co writes and then they record right there on the ship in one of the rooms. Um in kind of this recording studio they make. And that's how I met Justin. I was assigned to co write with him and we just hit it off like and had like this amazing time and like wrote tons and tons of songs with him. It was great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was talking to him a little bit too. When, um, I saw you, uh, he, he seems like a really nice guy. He's fun to watch too. when he's playing the keyboard. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, so yeah, high he's energy, right. you know? Um, he yeah, doesn't... he's, um, he's having a, he just had a kid and he's having another kid. Um, next spring so he's 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 hunkering down in austin texas where he lives and having his kids and Mm -hmm. we were just texting the other night about writing some more music together yeah and now is he touring with you right now or you said he's just taking a break with no he's taking a break and he and i are just doing a duo thing right now for um for kind of the remainder of the year um Mm -hmm. when you do an album and you put it out at first you kind of want to support it with the full band and bring everybody out to um play the music with you and then after a while um you kind of run out of steam for that you know it's hard to afford to do that and you'll do i now we're kind of just doing our duo dates and then seeing what 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 
I don't know what's next. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he said that he kind of had his, a band, too, that he plays in, in, te- yeah, in he Texas, does. He right? Does. Oh, that's cool. I'd like to talk to him again someday, too, maybe an interview. Um, oh, cool. I'll talk to him for you. I'll see if I can put you in touch with me. Yeah, that'd be cool. And um, so I was just on your website um, right before I called you just to check things out one more time. And I, I saw the Sarah Potenza Scholarship. I didn't I don't remember seeing that on there before. Is that new on there? Oh, that might be weird that that, like, that's like an old, that must have loaded, like, from an old page. Because we, oh, really? I think we, yeah, it's, <laughs> I was, for a while I was trying to, like, send a girl a year to, like, girls rock Rhode Island like it's like a camp thing but it's like um and it was cool we did it for a couple of years um but it's hard to get like to raise funds to get to do it yeah because I, I mean I was obviously on your website you know before too getting my questions ready and I didn't see that before I saw, weird. yeah and then it was on there I'm like oh hmm. I wonder if that's, that's something that, like, new. Came on there. yeah it's like super old maybe it's like from an old like link or something yeah that's freaky <laughs> um i think i pretty much covered everything that i have unless you have something that you would like to add no this has been great i really appreciate you well thank you for your time and um do you need uh, i'll send you a link to some high-res pictures or anything yeah. you need okay yeah i was just gonna ask you about that um yeah let me email you i have a link that has like uh, my bio and the pictures and other pre- everything that you might need okay and then now for like the credit photo credit should i put that their press photos or do you want me to put you, someone's you, name uh, you can, I'll, I'll send you the name of the person who put who uh who the photos are by all right sounds good so thank uh, you so much mary thank you um so i'm gonna actually put you in my january issue oh that um, sounds great did you get a chance to go on and see the magazine at all or I did. I did. It looks awesome. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. So you have an idea kind of what it, what it's what like. You do. Yeah. All right, cool. So that'll be in the January issue. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing it, reading it, posting it, sharing it. And I'll get you those pictures. Okay, um, great. So you'll have access to all that stuff and you can pick and choose what you want to use. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate you. Have a great day. You too. And happy Thanksgiving. You too. Bye, Mary. Bye.